Good morning, good morning, happy Monday morning to everyone. Uh, Amanda and I are going to lead you in some devotions this morning. Uh, there's a number for you to get in touch with us, 07570-261-6971. So let me say that again, 07570-261-697. That's the correct number, should be on the screen for you anyway. So this morning we're going to go straight to worship and we're going to begin with Jono's rendition of the doxology. So let's worship him together as we come before the Lord in prayer today. God, we lift up our sights upon you. We remind ourselves of the power of Jesus' name.
Yes, Lord. Every community, every city. Hallelujah. We pray that the name of Jesus will be lifted high and Hallelujah. glorified and made known. Yes. We pray that the presence of Jesus would move into every yes. household, yes. every community, every hospital. Amen. We pray for salvation and breakthrough, for your peace and comfort. We pray that the name of Jesus will be lifted high. Oh, we need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. Thank you so much, John O Worship Team. Great to begin the week with lifting up our hearts together in worship to the Lord. And wonderful song to the doxology. God is worthy of all the glory. Now, we have um, on the Revival Times page, we have the um, program for the daily Bible readings. Put that out for you, let you know what the Bible readings for today are. 1 Samuel 16, Lamentations chapter 1. Psalm 32 and Romans chapter 14. So that is 1 Samuel 16. And 1 Samuel 16 talks about the anointing of David. It's a wonderful passage to dip into. So have a read of that. Uh, David is anointed above his brothers. And then there is some persecution that breaks out because the devil hates the anointing. All right. And so that's what... Uh, uh, 1 Samuel 16 is about. Lamentations chapter 1, very, very sad. Lamentations is the Lamentations of Jeremiah, which he, as it were, uh, brings to the Lord during the destruction of Jerusalem. He sits in the ruins of the city and lamenting on the sins of the nation. But there is wonderful hope because that's where he remembers that new every morning, great is your faithfulness. And so morning by morning, God's mercies on you. And God promises to lift us up and to take us on and take us forward. And Psalm 32, I think I'm going to come back to that one. Psalm 32 is the blessedness of David when he talks about sins being forgiven. And then in Romans chapter 14, there is a wonderful passage about how we who are strong in faith should bear with the failings of the weak. In other words, we don't use our faith where we know that we are strong in the kind of foods we eat and so forth or any, anything else pertaining to faith so that we don't stumble the, the weaker brothers. So all of those uh, passages today are chock full of blessing, revelation, enlightenment, encouragement. It's all quite wonderful. But what I'm going to do this morning is uh, take you through a little bit of Psalm 32. 
And while I, I'm doing that, Amanda's here. We have some messages coming in from on the text and WhatsApp. A couple of thank yous and a couple of praising the Lord's answers to prayer. But if you want us to pray for anything specifically this morning, then here's the number to go for. 07570-261-697. So, returning then to uh, Psalm 32. Let me start to read Psalm 32. All right. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Wonderful psalm. Uh, we know that the Apostle Paul uses David as exhibit B in the case that he's making for justification by faith. In the book of Romans chapter 5, he talks about, uh, chapters 4 and chapters 5, he's talking about this, and he talks about Abraham, who was declared righteous before God, even before there ever was a Moses, even before there ever was a law, showing that you're not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Christ. And then he goes from Abraham exhibit A to David exhibit B, and he says David also describes the blessedness of what it is like to have your sins forgiven. And uh, in other words, purely and freely, blanket forgiveness of sins through faith in Christ. But uh, Psalm 32 is where this comes from. And um, it, it, it is really showing how important it is for us to come before the Lord and bring our, our lives to him every day, like we do today, like we do every day. And to say, Lord, here we are. We present ourselves to you and we know that there's stuff in our lives that might be offensive to, to you, uh, may, stuff in our lives that may have offended you in some way, and, and we're sorry about that. 
And it's not that we do so because if we don't confess our sins daily, then we're going to go straight to hell. It's not about that. You see, when you're walking in righteousness, you're walking in Christ, you're walking in faith, all your sins, past, present and future, have been removed. They've been placed on the cross. Jesus carried them 2,000 years ago. And the Bible says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. Yes. Yeah, but actually that applies to the people reading the Bible in New Testament times. For us, Christ died for us, not even not while we were sinners, before we were even born, before we even committed one sin. Jesus had paid the price for our sins. And so when, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, God declares you righteous through the righteousness of Christ, not by works of the law, but by faith in Christ. In other words, God justifies the ungodly who believe because in their believing they are trusting in Christ alone for salvation. Now, David's story here takes us uh, into another aspect of his own sin. And David had sinned so seriously and he tried to hide it. But Psalm 51, you read it later, Psalm 51 is the story of David coming to the Lord and saying, against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. In fact, he'd committed adultery uh, and was responsible for multiple deaths. Mm -hmm. So we could really say he was, a, he was a serial killer and an adulterer. And yet he's the, the great example of a man who walked by faith. Now, what this means is that many of us, we will, we will let God down. Uh, the Apostle John says, I write these things to you that you may not yes. sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the one who turns away God's wrath concerning our sins. And, and so that's very, very, very precious. But David had to learn to bring his offense before God and say, God, I confess my sin and I put my trust afresh in you, that you would wash me, cleanse me, and that you would renew a right, uh, re renew my heart and renew my spirit. And... Um, there's a bit of instruction here in the middle, verses 8 and 9. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I'll counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding which, which must be curved with bit and bridle or it will not stay near you. Well, this is, this is uh, really a picture of, of what David is saying. Do you know, I, I want to be so sensitive to God that he won't have to discipline me. He won't have to force me, you know, like, like to direct me, like you direct a mule, which is particularly stubborn. But he'll guide me with, with, with his eye. And I don't know, you know, it's a long time since we've been in a restaurant in this, in this lockdown. But um, I don't know if any people who, who, are, who are waiters or serve in restaurants, if you, if you know exactly what I'm talking about, or you've been to a restaurant, know what I'm talking about. And that is so often, you're sitting in the restaurant, okay, you might be, and you're wanting to catch the waiter's attention. You cannot catch the waiter's attention. And, and they have a way of walking right past you in such as a way as they turn away from you if they want to avoid you. Now, I understand that sometimes customers can be very, very demanding, and so a waiter is, do, is doing one thing, and then everybody's demanding his attention or her attention, and so he has to... He has to take things in order. And I, and I know that. But also I know 
there's been sometimes those rare moments when I have been the guest of somebody in a very, very, very fancy restaurant. Or we are guests of honor in some place. And, you know, at a moment like that, all you have to do is just look up like that, and the waiter comes right away. You just go, oop, and there's the waiter. Uh, you just think, um, just look as if you're looking for somebody, and you're looking over here, and the waiter comes from all over here. He has his eye on you. This is, I don't know, extra special five-star. Actually, it feels like 25-star service. And this is the picture here that David says, you, you, Lord, guide me with your eye. Just a look, just a glance, just a glance. So Amanda and I, we talk to each other even when we're not actually physically or verbally speaking. You know, I, I can look at Amanda, something may be happening, and I'll give her a look. I won't let you know what it might be, but a look that she will know, and she'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I haven't said anything. And you can believe me, she can communicate with a glance as well because we know each other and we're intimate. And this it's is... It's body language. It's, it's body language. <laughs> yes. What so, is interesting about all this about David, though, yeah. despite all the um, failings of David, God said of David that he was a man after his own heart. Mm. And I find that really special mm. that... David had done many things in his life that mm. displeased God, mm. but God still said, because David had sincerely repented, yeah. he's a man after my own heart. Yeah, he came back. That's, yeah, that's beautiful, I think. And we've got to come back yeah. to repent. Now, um, on that, so what you just picked up is very important because being a man or a woman after God's heart doesn't mean that you are perfect. Mm -mm. Um, that would not be possible, not in this life. Of course, we can be mature and we should be better than we used to be. We are becoming increasingly who God wants us to be. But when, we, when we're after God's heart, if we do something that is like displeasing, we pick it up straight away. We see his displeasure. And spirituality perhaps can be gauged by how quickly you put things right with God and with others when you, you've, you've gone wrong and, and done, some, done something wrong. And I want to tackle this too because, you know, there is a teaching today and it's, it's a very powerful teaching and I think it is wrong. And the teaching is this, you don't have to ask God to forgive you because he's already forgiven you. Now, we've read that. Mm -hmm. You know, Romans 4, Psalm 32. Yes, all our sins, past, present and future are nailed to the cross. But, but it's, it, we never ever have to come to God and ask him to forgive us uh, uh, and, and to remove his judgment and condemnation over our lives. So we, we never have to come again for God's judicial forgiveness, to come before him as judge where our destiny is weighed in the balance. No, that's done, that's dealt with. And so we walk in freedom, we're forgiven. However, we, we, we walk before God, not, not just as the judge that we will meet on that day, the judge of all the earth. He is our father. Now, as our father, we want to walk in this father-son, father-daughter relationship. And, and we don't want to offend our heavenly father. We want to do the things that please him. So that's why it's so important for us to come before God uh, every day. 
uh, in, in confession and talking to him about the things that, that have displeased him and, 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 and what we want to do better for him and his help and to ask for forgiveness. So let's do that this morning as, as we come together. Beautiful new day, beautiful new week. S Sunday was a great day, but today we, his mercies are new and we need fresh grace for today. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today. And we ask that you would grant us that fresh grace. As Jeremiah said, new are your mercies every morning, every day. Great is your faithfulness. We come before you, Father, and we confess that we have, and so easily do so, turned from you in one way or another, in our thoughts, in the things we have omitted. And Lord, we, we, are, we do grieve. We do grieve how easy it is that we grieve you. And we ask that you would help us, you would wash us, you would cleanse us, you would strengthen us and set us on the right path as we turn afresh to you in repentance and faith. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. Amen. Okay. Yes. So um, I noticed this morning there was a, a, a thank you message that came up. Uh, let me let me uh, take take your take your attention to that straight away. Here we are. Uh, this one that that was just come in was some kind of publicity. You know, they, people find these numbers from all over the world and want to sell you something. Well, I tell you, we're not buying. Okay, here we go. Would you like to read that out for us? Thank you. This is good morning, and it says, I would like to say thank you very much for the spiritual support and encouragement you have provided to all the church by your daily devotions and prayers. I would also like to thank the technical and worship team for all the work they have done yeah. with the available technology to ensure we are all connected during this period. God bless you all. Much appreciated. Ibella. Thank you. Thank you for that. It's really lovely. Really lovely. Now, Amanda, you're going to find a couple of requests that have come in while she's doing that. Yeah, thank you for recognising that the technical people <laughs> do a great job. Yesterday, my, 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 we had problem after problem. So please pray about the technical aspects of it. We are, we are totally beholden to technology. And um, yesterday there were a, a lot of problems with um, the Zoom connections uh, throughout the whole day, uh, and we had, even at, at, in the evening service, R.G. Kendall was beginning to speak, and then we lost the sound on that. We didn't know what it was, and I had prepared Scott. I said, Scott, you know, technical th th problems come, but be ready to step in and preach. Preach the same message, you preach at the 2.30, uh, in case that's needed. And little did I know it was needed. Mm. Now, we're going to do something special with that message we're going to put it on again next Sunday, this time at 11 o'clock, with full sound, 9 and 11. So you won't miss RT's message. And there's a, a message here from Naomi. She's, uh, thank God for using you both in such a unique, priceless morning devotion. You share a lot in 30 minutes, and prayer is everything. Please remember me in prayer as I go back to work frontline after four years as a staff nurse. I would surely miss this time of regular fellowship, but coveting prayers for going back to work. And I also want to um, say this morning, many of you, we were 
prayed about it. Many of you will be aware that Andrew, our children's leader, has been pretty ill. Um, I don't know if they defined it as COVID-19, but he certainly had all the symptoms and he's been really, really poorly now for over four weeks, four or five weeks. And um, I've been in touch with him this morning. He is getting better. He's also asthmatic, so he's had double problems. Um, he's getting better, but he still asks us to continue to pray for him. So we will continue to pray for Andrew and believe God for his total and full recovery soon. Okay. Would you like to so pray? So, Father, we just give you praise this morning for Andrew's recovery so far. He's reached about 60%, I believe. So, Father, we will continue to pray for him. We continue to lift him up before you, Father God. And we pray, Lord, that as he gets this new medication today, Father God, we pray that every symptom will go in Jesus' name. We pray for full physical, spiritual, and emotional strength for Andrew. And we bless him in Jesus' name. And we pray for Naomi as she returns after four years to the front line as a staff nurse. Oh, Lord, we just lift her up before you. There'll be many new things she'll need to learn, many new things, practices to do with COVID-19 procedures and everything else so father we pray for your strength to be upon her and we pray lord that the light of jesus christ will shine through her life to those in the beds and those round about her in jesus name amen amen and amen thank you thank you amanda um now we have every sunday um prayers that are researched taken from news items and matters of concern nationally and internationally. And we send out these requests. They're there for us to pray through every Sunday. And, and we send out, mm. and during the week, we yeah. send them out to our intercessors. We'd like more people to join up with those intercessors. Uh, and, and so we'd ask you today to be in touch either through the website info at kt.org or through our pastoral care hotline, which is 020-7908-1700. 020-7908-1700. And to get onto our intercessors list, um, and we encourage you to participate in that way. So, because we, we want to multiply prayer. We're gonna have a strong prayer meeting on Wednesday evening, as usual. But we want to pray every day and we are building more and more prayer, different ways of prayer. So what you will receive uh, if you've signed up to that are the Sunday prayers for uh, the 17th of May yesterday. And this week, faith leaders are meeting up with the UK Communities Secretary about reopening of places of worship. And we want to, we want to work with the government to come up with a game plan, see how we can, uh, how and when we can reopen churches. Um, so we we want we want we want that, but we, we don't want to do it too quickly. Uh, we want to do it safely. All kinds of petitions are, are being built up now, and people are getting very angry with the government, saying you have no right to close our places of worship. But on the other hand, we want to be sensible. We don't want to uh, spread more infection. And anyway, so that's a matter for prayer. And the same thing with the schools. The um, teachers' unions are really wanting to make absolutely sure that children will be safe if they return to school on the 1st of, of June. Um, 
And so th there's a lot of controversy over that. And, and we pray that God will lead us and guide us as a nation and all these things. So let us pray about these national things. And then we are going to say the grace and then we're going to say goodbye. And we'll see you tomorrow at nine o'clock. So let's pray now. Father, we thank you for wisdom that you have been giving, given to our political leaders. We know that because we ask you and you answer prayer. And if anyone lacks wisdom, then ask of God, of God who gives liberally wisdom. And we pray, Father, that increased wisdom will come. We thank you for the role of Her Majesty the Queen. She has been outspoken and she has been a real gem in our nation at this time. We pray you keep her strong and safe and let her speak up and out at the right time when that's needed. And we ask, Father, for Prime Minister Boris Johnson. We thank you for his recovery from COVID-19. We pray that he would make total and full recovery. There'd be no residual effects and some of the ongoing problems that we hear are possible for people who have had a severe dose of the coronavirus. But we pray for him for wisdom, Father, that he would not be too hasty in getting the country back into work, away from lockdown, getting people too, too quickly into public places. And yet, Lord, we don't want to be paranoid. We don't want to uh, uh, make wrong decisions. And, and so we ask, Father, for us as a nation, that you would guide us and that you would guide the, the, the Prime Minister and the key decision makers and members of the opposition. And we pray, Father, that there would be great wisdom, great wisdom, great wisdom, so that lives would not be unnecessarily lost, but that, Father, we would know exactly how and when it would be right to move to a more uh, open situation rather than this heavy lockdown. We thank you for the very few bits of relief that are coming from this lockdown. But we ask, Father, that British people would be sensible and, and would not abuse these freedoms at this time. And we ask, Father, for wisdom, for the reopening of schools, as well as the reopening of church buildings, uh, other public places and sporting events, activities, and places of entertainment, all the things which are so vital to normal, life in normal circumstances and also so vital too for our economy as a nation. So we pray, Father, for great wisdom and we pray for protection as you push back the coronavirus. As we do what we can do, we ask you to do what only you can do. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen.